Welcome to Radio Rehab. If you are just joining us for the first time, Radio Rehab is now a daily show. This is our Storyteller series, where I have a guest co-host on with me for the entire week, and we talk all things recovery. This week, my guest co-host is Ryan S. And as always, Friday is the end of my run. It's that moment of clarity when we just realized we were sick and tired of being sick and tired. Here's Ryan's story. Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host. Dana Keys. Hello, we are back. I'm in studio with producer Shar and our guest host for the week, Ryan S. Um, sadly, this is our last day with you. Not forever. I hope to see you again on the show. Uh, but this is Friday is the end of my run episode, which means, you know, this, this is, is the end of our run. Yes, which means this is the end of our run, which is sad. But I just want to thank you for taking the time to come all the way here every day this week from San Jose. <laughs> right. TGIF, huh? What a good. <laughs> <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. Thank God it's Friday. It's we like can a- party <laughs> with some sugar. Right. Zoo Radio here coming at you live from San Francisco. <laughs> <I> <laughs> What was it? I think it was Family Guy where they had a fake radio station or fake radio guys. Uh, weenie in the butt. It was like Weenie in the butt, <laughs> right. and it was all like, you know, fart noises. And <laughs> stuff. Exactly. Yes. Sound. Char, effect. hit us with the sound effects. Come on. <laughs> it's so funny because there are. It's like I've worked at radio for so long that I've known. Like there have been shows yeah. that really do that. It's like Florida, all... I've heard is Bo- like is like wrought with. Uh, Did you with say Florida? Florida. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And it's also one of those places where they have shows that are you know recorded somewhere else. And they're syndicated and they're on in like a bunch of really tiny markets. Right. Not just Florida, but also like, you know, Greenville, North Carolina, like right. random places. But like, yeah, it's they all have cheesy things so like that. Cheesy. It's so funny. I love it. It's kind of delicious. You know, I love to hear this stuff, but it's like it's painful, you know, yes. it's like going to a bad movie just to kind of talk shit about it. You know, yeah. I love listening to bad radio for that same purpose. You know, oh, my God. Whenever I go back. Here we go. <laughs> What is that one? Is that like the Debbie Downer? Like, wah, wah, wah. So that's when I realized I couldn't have kids. (laughs) (laughs) I always thought it would be great to have, like, you know, to have like a sound effects thing or to be the sound effects guy and do it all wrong. Like if somebody <laughs> talks about something really serious, to start playing like the Seinfeld. Boom, 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 boom. I love it. Uh, oh, okay. This is what's frightening. That kind of, and maybe I'm half deaf, but that sounded like me a little bit to myself. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I know. Wait, who is that? Betty White? No, she sounds younger than that. <laughs> that was uh, Phyllis Diller. Oh, I love Phil. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God, it's yeah. frightening. Oh, oh man. I can sound like Phyllis Diller. Good Lord, I'm getting old. <laughs> right. <laughs> So that we this is the end of, for those of you just listening for the first time the end of my run is when the guests and I discuss what was the end of their run their moment of clarity um, you know for example the the very end of my run I literally knew I needed to live and knew I didn't want to die and knew that I was uns- I was killing myself slowly and unsuccessfully and you know I ended up calling the police and saying somebody has to get over here and help me. I'm going to kill, you know, I'm going to kill myself. What I meant was I'm slowly killing myself, but they heard it as a uh, suicide. So right. they came 
Yeah, yeah they came flying you real quick. really quick. Yeah. yeah, which they didn't have to do because I stayed in the hospital that whole week. I probably was 5150. I don't know. But right. they're like, do you need help? And I was like, yes. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it was that moment of, you know what? Desperation. This is, yeah, this is not what I was put on this planet to do. I have a purpose and this is not it. Right. What is it? Incomprehensible demoralization. You yes, know. pitiful. and unco- Yes. Those are, yeah, all those things they say have meaning. But so right. let's hear about your the end of your run. For sure. So, uh, you know, I talked earlier about uh, an an earlier bottom and that's that may have been my lower well, lowest bottom, but this time around it was uh it was a hollow, empty, lonely bottom, you know. Yeah. It was I was isolated. I uh I wasn't speaking to anyone on the phone. I was uh Tanking a business. I was a pool contractor and I, I repaired and maintained pools and spas and I was tanking my accounts, you know, like wouldn't show up for a week. I'd be like phone calls like crazy and just not answering. Yeah. And, uh, and so basically like a couple months out, my brother is an IT guy and he got me into World of Warcraft and uh, oh my god that's and, hilarious yeah so like november of 2014 i played 17 days of world of warcraft just a quick side note just so you don't feel as bad about yourself uh my significant other is not an alcoholic or an addict and has done behavior like that yeah. like there'll be a holiday vacation from from work and he'll be on there literally with a headset talking to somebody who's never met right. in upstate new york playing warcraft yeah <laughs> that was me like i uh, just wow a 17 day I right in I'd never played it before because I knew I had this addictive personality and I'm like there's no way like I will never you I will never see the light of day again you know and of course that's exactly what happened there was an expansion coming out he was selling me on it I saw a video it looked beautiful (laughs) and I said I want to go to there you know and yes was it the panda one yeah uh yeah Mr. Pandaria so it's just like oh my god I was I was so hooked you know and uh so at that time, I was drinking a fifth of rye whiskey a day, like uh, bullet rye, mm-hmm. and you could buy a handle of it for like 27 bucks, and it went down pretty smooth. So I'd get done with my day. I would come home shaky and nervous, and I would make myself an old-fashioned, and then I would just switch to the bottle from there, you yep. know, because I was watching a lot of Madman, so I always like to fancy myself these like these characters. I know. I was like movies. an old-fashioned. I, that was, yeah. I was like, I Don Draper. Don Draper makes an old fashioned you know right. and like i think my great granddad would like make an old fashioned and so I, yeah so i always like i smoke a pipe today like a tobacco pipe you know because my grandfather did it and like, you do I, yeah that is actually awesome i mean i hate to condone you know smoking anything but that sure. is uh, that's awesome it's i mean just, I, like, I, vape, I, so I like old timey stuff you know I, like i get it i I'll do use, too i'll use sayings that people are like what the hell like my great grandmother used to say uh what in sam hill are you doing you know and oh, so I-, I would say that's uh, kind of stuff you know it's just like i incorporate it in my vernacular because i think it's cool i love it no i have family who says they actually said sam heck what in the sam heck is going on right yeah because she wouldn't swear you know so but she had all of her alternatives in the can exactly but uh (laughs) so uh anyway so i got into this I'm drinking. I've got like my bottle on the coffee table. I've got my you know my joint or whatever you know Uh like my pile of weed and i'm just sitting there tune into the video game, you know, and I would play like from the time I got home, which was maybe like three o'clock till six in the morning. And I just like wouldn't sleep, you know, I didn't think anything of it. And then I just had energy drinks in the fridge to go out, run and do my pools. And then of course, like the pools were neglected immediately thereafter. And Mm -hmm. I just would play the game all day, you know? And, uh, and so I was just on at the end of my rope and 
uh, you know, doing everything I like humanly possible to seek oblivion and to distract myself from this demoralization. I was engaged. I had a successful business that I made more money than I ever had in my life, and it was all gone. It was me and my two cats whose box was filthy. You know, like yeah. I was. I was like, I felt like I was just. I mean, I wouldn't even let him outside because I didn't want to have to go outside. I was smoking in the house and like, like I was, I never smoked in that house, but like, I just couldn't go outside. I was like trapped and I would go to the liquor store down the street at like one o'clock in the morning because no one was around and I would like buy, you know, a grocery bag full of booze and like, uh, the bomb burritos, they're like these one and a half pound burritos that you can microwave. I ate some disgusting crap, so I'm trying to remember if those are one of the bomb. Are they long? They're long. They're it's... like a foot long, you know? And you get them at liquor stores. Yeah, 7 Eleven okay, liquor yeah. stores, okay. exactly. Yeah. I've eaten that stuff. They, they have a chimichanga a... one, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep same company. So, and like... also, I have filled the like Slurpee, not a Slurpee cup because those were expensive, but like the regular drink, like a Coke, whatever fountain drink, filled that up with 7 Eleven's chili. <laughs> when I couldn't, <laughs> right? I, like that. I yeah. couldn't afford to eat, so I'm like, right. this will last me a couple of days and it's only a dollar. Right. Oh my God. So can I'm you eating like microwave burritos taquitos off the roller you know Uh and like just miserable i mean when you eat like that you feel like that you feel like you're rolling on like a wrinkled up hot dog you know yep and so uh i just oh it was like i remember i worked at safeway and like guys used to come in and buy like their like their handle of vodka and their tv dinners and i just remember thinking like how fucking depressing that would be to be that person right and then i was that fucking person you know yep. and it was like so december came around and i just basically felt like i had cut back so i only played like 14 days of wow that that month <laughs> and uh I, I worked in some like the wire on repeat or whatever you know like the hbo love show. that i love, love that it. show you know, whenever i'm really down and out like i watch the wire you know but oh. uh nonetheless so i'm just like I kind of had this shitter get off the pot moment where it's like, you either need to just kill yourself uh-huh. or you need to go seek help and you know people that will help you, you know? And so Mark uh, from Second Chance Sobriety was a childhood friend, uh, knew him from high school, and I reached out. He, Mark and Lloyd, my my sponsor since I was 21, um, have always been there. They've been a constant. And so every few months I would keep in touch with them and Mark I would watch fights with and uh, Lloyd I would go work on cars with him even when I was loaded, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I knew to reach out. And so I did. I called both of them. Uh, Mark and I got together New Year's Eve and and I talked to him and I just said, like, I need help. Like, I cannot. I would try and get sober for two days and I'd be shaking and a mess. I'd be smoking a ton of weed because I knew that, like, I could just I could maintain on weed, but I couldn't maintain on booze, you know. And uh, so I was trying everything, working all the angles, you know right. what I mean? And uh, and so Mark said, yeah, I've got a spot in my house. You can move in. We'll fast track you to management. We'll figure it out, you know. And uh, so I went home. I packed up all of my booze. We were going to a New Year's party that night. And so I packed up all of my booze minus my bourbon, you know? So, like, I kept my rye and my bourbon. Uh, but all of, like, the stuff that I bought for, like, when I'd have company over that never came, you know? Uh-huh. But Like like wine like, or... Yeah, like wine and vodka and gin. Like, that I just never touched. I was not, like, I was a brown guy, you know? Like, because I was a madman. And, but <laughs> anyway, so it was, like, I packed it all up. I took it to the party. And I left it there, you know? And I left myself, like... You know, 
a quarter ounce of weed and a few bottles of booze. And uh-huh. I'm like, I'm going to just wean off, you know? And so uh, we went to the party. I proceeded to get drunk, make a fool of myself, and then haul back up in my house for like two days, drinking and finishing up my stuff. And then I got my shit together and I moved into his house, you know? And, uh, and the rest, as they say, is history. So that is so cool. And I'm sure so many alcoholics can relate to that. It's like, it's so funny because people are like, I dumped it all down the drain and like, eh, no, 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 or flushed right. it down the toilet. And right. I'm like, that's not the kind of addict alcoholic I was. Right. I used up all of it. And right. then when it was gone, I could get sober. I wanted to make sure it was drank. So that's why I put it, took it to the party. Yeah. I'm like, who oh wants booze? You know, there were like handles of gin, vodka, rum. And I'm like, I've spent good money on this. I'm not going to throw this away, you know? Exactly. I gave my bongs to my neighbor, you know, who was also my connection. And like, you know, it was just kind of like I gave him all my paraphernalia. I wanted to make sure it all got to good homes because I... <laughs> You know, they I were like my it. babies, you know? No, like, I get it. It's a totally, it's the way we think. I right. totally get it. I mean, I had to, there were like, I had to, of course, uh, smash, you know, my glass pipes and everything. Right. But it's like, I remember uh, when I tried, when I was trying to get sober, all I had been doing um, at that point, I was just an alcoholic and I needed to quit drinking. I, I wasn't really doing drugs. I would smoke weed, but just to go to sleep. Right. But my uh, boyfriend at the time and I had both gotten a uh, really fancy bong, you know, and I was like, that shit was expensive. I'm not going to throw that away. Right. You know, and I just remember for days trying to find a home for it. Yeah. Until yeah. It's I've so- got a rescue bong. I know. It's, you know, it's, it's two years old. Exactly. Cat friendly. I know. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, I think we did Vicky, who's been on the show. You, yeah. you know, Vicky. Uh, right. Another clean and sober friend um, came over and was like, dude, we're throwing, not only we're throwing it away, we're going to break it. It's right. getting broken. Right. Like you, because it was the, you know, I. There are last friends. You know, it's a yeah. weird, it's like this last, like, it's the last relationship that I kept. You know, everyone else was gone. Yes. And it was my bottles and in my bongs and my, you know, paraphernalia, you know. And so it's I like, know. I had this soft spot in my heart because they treated me so well. They really did. Like, they were, it is they were a the solution. Only thing you like, had. People want to, like, downplay it like it's the devil. And it's not. Like, it kept me alive, really. Like, because had I not had it in these times of need, like, my anxiety and my depression would have taken me to some dark places. And it was an appropriate distraction for the time it was. But now it's not for me anymore. Like, yeah. it really is not. I've done enough drinking for a lifetime. And that's it. I used up my nine lives, you know, so I can't fuck with it anymore. Me too. And that's what I say sometimes if I'm in a situation where, you know, it's a party and people are drinking because I'm around it all the time. You know, I say different things every time somebody asks me if I want to drink, you know, but I've I've been known to say, oh, I've had enough for you, me and a few other people in my lifetime. Like, I've been cut off. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that's how I that's how I feel about it. You know, like a diabetic eating a cupcake. There's something wrong with that picture, you know, and so me with a drink in my hand, there's something wrong with that. Exactly. Yeah. It's so many of us who um, get clean and sober. When we were using it, wasn't we were partying, we just want to have a good time. A lot of us were self-medicating. Right. So it's like what you said, like it served its, you know, it served its purpose. A lot right. of, you know. I'm thankful for it. And I am the yeah. person I am today because of it, you know. So I don't want to, I don't like to shit on my history, you know, because. Oh my God, exactly. It, all, it made me who I am today. And if I like look back on that with shame, then I'm no good for anyone, you know, because like how can I share my story if I haven't come full circle with it, you know. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, 
I'll look at when I think around, like we're coming up um, on the anniversary of my dad's death. And a lot, so I, whenever I think about that, I'm like, because that's the time I relapsed and started drinking. When I think about that, I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. I would have 16 years, because I would have right. 16 years this year. And I'm like, oh, and then I try to imagine myself getting my 16-year chip, and right. I try to think of how together I would be. But, like, the fact of the matter is I am who I am because of everything I've done. And, you know, any help I might be to other people, I wouldn't be if I hadn't gone through these things. For sure. You know what? And maybe I maybe I still would wonder and go, am I really an alcoholic, though? Right. Because I know it's an addict, but I think anybody who's doing heroin would be an addict. And right. I, you know, it's like I think I really needed to, you know, that's what I needed to do to become who I am today. It For had to sure. run its course. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, outside intervention is positive but until you come up with it on your own like for oh, me yeah. I, it was always outside influence that got me into the rooms and this time i was just like broken alone and desperate you know and that so- is so true for many of us but that's definitely true for me i have gotten sober to appease my parents i've gotten sober to save a relationship i've gotten sober for so many you know getting sober in lieu of going to jail or right. so i could get my stuff back right but this time i literally the only reason i had was because i was just broken right. and sad and didn't want to commit suicide right. as a solution. I wanted to do something different. For sure. I've always been the dude, like, with the potential. You know what I mean? Like, growing Me up, they're always, like, I've, I've heard that so many fucking times. You have so much potential. Me too. And I all am. this unactuated success, you know? And, like, that, for me, was heartbreaking. That's, I guess, when I first kind of started to care about myself. Because it's like, are you going to be a fucking loser that doesn't do shit with his life? And maybe if you're lucky, live some hollow existence or you're just going to die, you know? Right. Or do you want to like see what you can do? Like, do you want to push yourself and test yourself? What, like, because I've always had like, uh, a thirst for life you know I've mm. always been like when I was a kid like if I was at a theme park I was always like dancing with the characters or like you know like I always like had this like wanderlust you know but, yeah. but uh, the booze and the drugs have always held me back from that because like sure I'm at the music festival but I'm loaded in the corner you know we're like trying to score mushrooms or something you know and it's like oh my god it's always yeah. such a, a hindrance to my exploration you know and it's like I've already done like the mind expanding, you know, and I've gone down like the soul crushing. So it's like, what's that next level? You know, like, what does that look like? Like through spirituality or whatever the case may be, because people see some shit meditating or like, you know, going on hikes or being alone in the woods, you know, like, yeah, like that's when the true adventure starts, you know, and that's and that's been the case for me. You know, I yeah, I totally get that. I know that I read uh, Bill W's books and he like the what he got from meditating was right. so much. It's like the things we get from these spiritual activities. No, oh, yeah, there was that part too. <laughs> totally, there was that part. And that's I'm not gonna lie. The reason I wrote the book, read the book, right? But I got <laughs> the book ended up really changing my beliefs and my For thoughts sure. on him. It was amazing. But that is exactly what I was like. Get to that part. Right. Do I have to keep reading all this? Right. But but uh, I was just gonna say uh, when you were talking about that this another reason like I got sober this time is it's like I have been a taker for so long and now I'm trying to live in with a whole different mindset which is mine concept not mindset I love when I make up <laughs> a word beautiful. and I say down. it with such <laughs> conviction that no one notices so yeah uh, let's just use that a word uh, mindset right that 
you know, what can I get from this when I really, how I feel now and how I want to be, you know, for the rest of my life, for the rest of my days on this planet is what can I give to this situation? Sure. How can I make other people feel better? You know, like how can I make other people happy? How can I make this place better? How can I make this job better? Like anything, it's it's now it's time for me to bring it to the table. Right. Instead of being a taker. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's time to pay it forward because I've been given so much, you know, and uh, so for me, like I've made it my mission in my time with uh, – with Mark at second chance, you know, basically to kind of like, what can we do to move the ball forward? How can we do this better and provide the best home environment? Cause I don't want it to be an institution. I want it to be someone, a place where people feel safe, where they feel at home and they can make it their home for as long as they need. Cause I realized this time around that like this stuff doesn't change overnight. You need, there's a long healing process. You know, we have a big open festering wound. We've got to dig out the infection. We've got to, start from scratch, you know, for some things. And it's a weird thing because we're at like all these different levels of development personally, you know? Mm -hmm. So like financially, I'm pretty like, I'm pretty good at that. I don't overdraft my account anymore. I don't like, I don't do little (laughs) stupid things like that. But like, there's some things like with regards to confrontation that I'm a baby, you know, like, cause I'm either, I've been a fight or flight guy for so long. So either I'm like, you know, fuck you, I'm out. Right. Or like, I'm just running from the confrontation to begin with, you know? And it's like, so now I have to learn how to come to people and say, this is, this is how I feel. This is what happened. And this is what I need to make it right. You know? So like, uh, both, both amends that I need to make. And then also how to stand up for myself when someone's not treating me the way I, yes, but in a good, in a spiritual way in the healthy way, like, yeah, we're learning how to be grownups. We're learning how to be people. And it's, it's, it's fun. It's, I love it. Yeah. Like, it's actually fun, and I celebrate getting to be alive now. For and sure. I just want to say th- and thank you so much for sharing your spiritual growth uh, with us on the show this week. It has been so nice having you in here. We're out of time for today. But I've, I've gotten a lot from talking to you, and I can tell that you're just one of those genuine people. As, like, a house manager, I guess for those of you listening, Ryan showed me pictures of him at a Christmas party. He literally, as a house manager of this SLE, dressed up as Santa and brought food. And that's what I'm talking about, bringing stuff to the table, is you right. tried to think about how can I make these people have fun? How can I show them that there's joy right. and sobriety? And that's sure. just genuine, and I think that's great. Thank you so much for coming. It's been a pleasure. I really, this is like kind of a dream of mine. I've been a fan of radio and like, I love the show. I've been listening since Mark was on and uh, I don't know. It's just been a great experience. Thank you so much. Well, this isn't the end of your run on the show. You're now a friend of the show. Friend of the show. And we can have you back on the show. If you would like to write us, it's Radio Rehab at GoToProductions.com. That's G-O-T-O Productions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it's at Radio Rehab. Dana, I hope you guys have a a wonderful weekend. Have a Keep. have a good weekend out there. Drive safe, folks. Yeah, yeah. Drive safe, and uh, you know, stay sober. Right. <laughs> Keep coming back. See Thanks, you next Dana. time. Sex and drugs and rock and roll is all my brain and body need. Sex and drugs and rock and roll.